Hello, my check, my check, one, two, one, two. It's your girl, Savvy Speaks, and I'm back with another episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy uh, because today I have a very, very, very special guest. But before I even introduce her, I'm going to go ahead and give you the weather forecast for today. So right now, I am in Berea, Kentucky, of course, you know, because I'm in school. And the high is 34 degrees. The low is 18 degrees. Yes, bruh. I'm telling you, it was snowing today. Like, how was the sun out and it's snowing? It, it, it blows my mind. And the forecast is 33 degrees. But it is hot over here under the sun. And so, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, pretty much welcome. This is everything under the sun. Now, I want to emphasize, like, under is, like, under without the E. Because I think somebody was looking and they couldn't find it. It's under without the E. So, everything under the sun. And we're pretty much here talking about college, life, friends, and I don't know, so many things. We're talking about everything under the sun. So, there's no limits to this podcast. So, in case you didn't know, it's your girl, Savvy Speaks, you know what I'm saying? And um, today we'll be soaking up some vitamin D on faith and science. So, I have my girl, Oret. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but please introduce yourself. Hi everyone. My name is Ore and my full name is actually Oreolua Ladili. I said that right for anyone out there who's trying to learn how to pronounce my name because people ask me all the time. So it's Oreolua Ladili. So Ore is can I say Ore? Well Ore they're spelled the same but so in my language, we have tones, mm. and you're saying it with different. So we have do re mi, like those first three notes in the scale. That's those are all the tones in my language. Mm-hmm. So my name is ore, ore, and you're saying ore, and ore means offering, but ore means friend. Ore. So that that's right. What you just said is right. That's ore. Mm. Yeah. Ore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's me. I'm a sophomore. I'm bio student. Okay. Yeah, after this, I'm going to go to my TA hours because, <laughs> you know, i got to get that check and that bio knowledge. But, uh, yeah, I love Savvy. She's cool, whatever, <laughs> most of the time, all of the time. TVH, you're cool. You're a friend. <laughs> whatever. But, yeah, that's me. Uh, I love to cook. I love to dance. Mm. And I love to sing. And when I dance, my back goes low. <laughs> hey! That's all the way back but yeah that is me yeah okay can we just give it up for black girls in stem if if there's like one thing that i love about Orette is that like the girl is like i don't even know if scientific is the word but like she's so sophisticated I don't think that's the word <laughs> like, like you're so intelligent when it comes to like things because you said you major in biology right yes I'm telling you, the girl, she was like, we'd be sitting here talking about something random and she'll bring a scientific fact about trees. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> because, hey, but that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girl. So, okay, well, let me first ask you, like, why did you choose biology? Uh, okay, so growing up, I, I kind of have an answer already because, you know, we've been working on those personal statements okay. for applications, but, um, Growing up, the only thing that ever really resonated with me, there are two things. It was writing and anything science so science and math. Mm-hmm. So, like, I loved pretty things. I loved art, but it, it didn't feel like my calling. Now I'm getting more into art and painting because I feel like God is pulling me towards that for oh. certain reasons that do not relate to this podcast. We're going <laughs> to skip over that. But 
the only thing that really resonated with me was writing in science anything science math physics chemistry although i wasn't doing that in elementary school but you know what i mean mm. and growing up at first like the only thing that made sense if i wanted to do science was medicine like yeah. i didn't think there was anything else and fun fact like contrary to um how a lot of africans and specific um specifics like nigerians are raised like it wasn't my parents forcing me mm. to become a doctor my mom was like is it are you sure that's what you want whatever you want to do i'm going to support you wow. but it needs to be what you want because we're not forcing you to do anything because my sister's a computer scientist she's not she's not a, a medical person right. or whatever it was whatever you wanted to do just make sure you're doing it well and so growing up it was just oh medicine medicine i never really felt like it wasn't like a deep sense it was just oh that's just what makes sense but then growing up um, i used to watch a lot of medical shows mm. and just just getting into the science you know especially coming to college and just like i just love it yeah. like nothing I, I do well in all my i do well in all my classes of regardless course. but <laughs> thank god i do well in all my classes regardless but then the only classes i feel like entertained in or mm. i feel like yeah this is where i'm meant to be is in my science classes right. and you know i live in the mac so ah, of course. i live in the mac building so okay and for y'all who are not in berea the mac building is like the science building where like everything science and math goes down so like i want to ask you like a little bit about your background so like were you raised here were you raised in nigeria how did that go and how did medicine even like play into that okay so i was born in south carolina columbia south carolina my friend calls that dusty, but that's his problem. <laughs> it's Quay, that's you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I was born in Columbia, South Carolina, but I didn't stay there because my mom and my sister were visiting family when she gave birth to me, mm. and uh, she actually planned to give birth to me there. Okay. But, uh, I'm with you. Because <laughs> we got to get that citizenship. <laughs> but, so she planned to give birth to me there, and so we stayed for a couple months, and then she traveled back with me when I was like four months old. So I did go to primary and secondary school. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, a primary school is basically elementary school. Mm -hmm. And then secondary school is middle school and high school together. So I, I did all of that in Nigeria. We came back a couple summers to visit family mm -hmm. here in the States. But I spent most of the first 18 years of my life in Nigeria. And then mm -hmm. I moved back here for college. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So let me ask you this because you mentioned that your sister's in computers. She's a computer scientist. Yeah. And then you're in medical school. Why is it that every African wants to be a nurse or like every African parent wants their child to go into the medical field or a doctor, lawyer, engineer or IT? Honestly, because they make money uh? and it's about like you have to you cannot. You cannot stay in the same place your parents stayed in. And I mean, mm. like, I don't mean like um, geographic location wise. I mean, like status. Right. Like if my parents were poor, the goal is to not be poor because yeah. we're breaking generational curses. And like, it's just they, they, they seem very proud of it. But for my family, I don't think it's just it, it wasn't just like them because my dad 
my parents weren't STEM people. My mom was an English major. Mm. My dad, um, my dad was a banker, and now he's a business person. Wow. So they're not. They're, my parents aren't even focused on STEM. They just want you to be successful regardless. Yeah. Now, if I said I wanted to drop out and do modeling, <laughs> that might be a different answer. But fun fact, I was I was on the brink of becoming a model. Like an agency wanted to sign me, but I would have had, and that was going to be at the start of this sophomore right. year. But I would have had to balance training time because i had to go through training time i would have had to balance that with my busy schedule Mm -hmm. so my parents said nah if not if it was just going to be just the shoots once in a while my parents were totally fine with it as long Uh, as i wasn't dropping out so like my parents aren't like that big on it It has to be stem which i know isn't how a lot of african nigerian parents are yeah they just wanted me to be successful and it was whatever you wanted you better go with it like don't if you decide not to do it for my parents, it should be because you decided you don't want to do it, not because you didn't think you could do it or because someone else made you think you couldn't do it. Mm. So. Let me just give y'all a little bit of background on Ore. On Ore. Hey, Ore Lua. That's it. Nah. Oh, okay. A little bit of background on her though is like she's like a Nigerian Barbie doll. Like she's a Nigerian Barbie doll. So even with the way she walks, she's naturally catwalking. So I would not be surprised at all if you actually got into modeling. And she's like, when I say she's a Barbie, she's a Barbie every Wednesday. What color do you wear? Pink, cause we wear pink on Wednesdays. <laughs> Man, so like, Ore, you're you're like the it girl. So I, I see that. I can totally see you being like a, like in in in, in the medical field, but like your you're like I don't even know what is it a blazer the um coat yeah the coat is like bedazzled or you have like ore written in pink like you're such a girly girl I like that I, I can so see it I can so see it but that's really cool though okay so I think it's interesting just because like in my house whenever we were growing up and like okay so you're Nigerian I'm Ghanaian but a lot of West Africans they raised us all the same so like my parents were never the same parents in school <laughs> the same parents in school so my parents like. My dad always wanted me to be a doctor. So when I was younger, I always said that I wanted to be a doctor or a, a, a neurosurgeon. And then... Well, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon too. Really? Girl, because I was ben looking Carson at... Ben Carson did that. They make a lot of money. Like, they make a lot of money. And so then, like, I actually started, like, looking into it. But then I realized I can't do blood. Oh, my gosh. I, I Like, I can't even do body parts. Like, when it comes to, like, the inside of the body, like, if someone gets a cut or a deep cut, I'm not the one to deal with that. If, if you got surgery, I'm not the one to be. Like, I just, I can't do body parts. So I realized, like, as much as I wanted to be a neurosurgeon, it just wasn't, it didn't, it didn't fit with me very, very well. So then I wanted to be a veterinarian. And my mom was like, how are you going to heal chicken and eat chicken at the same time? Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, well, then I won't be a veterinarian. And then I decided I wanted to do something, something, something. And at the end of the day, I ended up filling with business because I, I'm feeling business because I just feel like, that's where my mom raised me. She always braided hair. I grew up in the house, like, learning how to conduct a business with her. So I feel very content with being, like, a business person. But whenever COVID hit, oh, my gosh, and everybody was losing their businesses. So this is why you should be a nurse. Because you nurses, you see, now they're in the hospital and everybody's getting a job. But all these businesses. And, like, I had to, like, sit down and tell my mom, like, mom, the way you raised me, I've always been running this business with you. I can't see myself in the medical field. I mean, to this day, my dad is like, oh, but you can still, you don't have to be a nurse, but you can still be in, in the hospital. What am I gonna do with a hospital? Like, like, right? Like, what am I gonna do? So I really, I really like that our parents. Like now, my parents are very much more supportive of like my business because they can see it. I like that our parents are very supportive of our mission, and it's not just necessarily the status, but it's like who you are and what you can do with that in your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our parents. Shout out. You know, I shout love out. you, mommy. <laughs>
I know she's probably gonna listen to this too. She will. I, I feel like your mom's gonna listen to this, especially if like your mom's so supportive of you like that. Aww. You know, okay. my mommy's girl. But yeah, okay. So like, I guess dealing with science and faith, I find this so interesting, and this actually might be prophetic. But like, one of the first times that we actually got together as fr- not even necessarily as friends, but this is the first time we really linked was we were doing a play, um, a heaven and hell play. And my my character was like Danielle, your character was Kate or something like that. And you were coming to Christ. We were both esteemed scientists. And the 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 role I was pretty much asking you like, you know, no no, you were telling me about your experience with Christ. And I was like, how can you be a Christian if you you're you're an esteemed scientist? You have a, a doctorate in this this this. How can you believe that Jesus and science go together? And at the end of the day, in the play. There was an explosion. We both died. You went to heaven. I went to hell. <laughs> and like, at the, end, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, no, I believe. I believe. But I find it interesting because like a lot of stuff in your life is faith and science coming together. So like, I guess like my first question to you is like, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Oh, <laughs> uh, bro. Well, now the Bible doesn't tell us explicitly um, but it does say that God created animals. It didn't say he created the eggs or the embryos. It just says he created animals. So if I'm going by that, I would say the chicken. Because, like, either way, you would think of it, both of them on their own, there was no way either one would have com- come to existence on their own. Like, the egg didn't just appear out of nowhere with the yolk and the albumin and the calcium coming together to make the shell. Like, that hey, didn't terminology. just oh girl that didn't just happen on its own and with the same way with the chicken like the flesh didn't just come together with the bones and then the feathers and the beak and the like none of that could have happened on its own so i would want to believe the chicken but my conclusion is whatever came first god created it mm. And I don't think he would have created the egg first because, like, you know, chickens like to sit on their eggs. So there would have been no one to sit on the first egg. Mm. So I feel like it should have been the chicken. But whatever one did come first, Mm. God had to create it because it couldn't just, like, poof. Yeah. Yeah. I find that interesting. I think I agree that the chicken came first just because, like, you need a chicken to lay an egg. But then again, a chicken comes from the egg. And so I think it's, it's just, it just makes more sense to have the mother before you have a child. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way I see it. And so, like, I guess even with, like, the creation story, how do you go about it? Because if you go by science's timeline, they tell you it was the Big Bang Theory. Apparently, we were shrimp. And then we became fish. <laughs> and then we became monkeys. And then dinosaurs. And now we are humans. And But then, you know, you have the creation story that tells us that, like, we were dust. And from dust, God created Adam and Eve. And from then, they started procreating and all mm-hmm. of these things. And so, even that, like, they had two sons. They didn't even mention the daughters that they had and stuff like that. So, like, how do you go about that with the science beginning story and... and yeah. Okay, so um first of all with the with the evolution, like you said, oh they said we're this and then we became this and then we became this. So I'm gonna tackle that from different angles. Okay. So the first thing I want you to think of is with human beings, if we have so many similarities with other animals, it doesn't necessarily have to be because we are their um descendants. Mm-hmm. It could be because the same person who created them created us. Mm. Like my microbiome um, t- professor, um, she likes to say when, when nature finds a way of doing something, it likes to repeat it. Mm. 
And when she talks, I'm like, you're onto something, but nature isn't the one in control. Right. I feel like if God finds something that's good, he's going to do it again. Right. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And that's not just in performing miracles and healing people. It's, oh, he created the first human being, and he looked at it and said, okay, you're good. Your eyes, this, this. It's okay, I'm, all the other human beings are going to look like this. Mm. It's like our genetics, like, oh, this kind of genome works for this one. This one works for this one. Like, it doesn't necessarily... Like, how you see artists and you mm. see their works. Like, if you see a Picasso painting, you're going to know it's a Picasso. If you see a Van Gogh, you're going to know it's a Van Gogh. Because right. the same Van Gogh p- painted all those different paintings. So even though they're different, there are certain styles that remain the same. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily mean we evolved from them. Right. It could just be that the same artist that created those creatures, those sculptures, are the same. is the same one that created us. Mm. And even going with the evolution thing, like with the water thing, like, you know, I said, oh, they thought we started as shrimp. So scientists believe that, like, the first thing on Earth, the first things on Earth were microbes because they were the only things that could survive by how, and how hot the Earth's environment was. Okay. And so life started in the water and then it went to land and this and this. And God, God, before God said, oh, let the animals cover the whatever, he said, let the sea team with creatures of every kind. And then he created land animals. Mm. So who's to say some of the animals in the sea, when he said, oh, let the land also be covered with animals of every kind. Who's to say some of the animals in the sea didn't come out of the water mm. at God's command. Right. Now, the cause I'm trying trying to help you and everyone get here is that science and faith don't stand in opposition to each other unless you look at it that way. Mm. It's a... Because I'm actually writing my 310 paper on that. It's um, the Christian faith and science calling mutually exclusive? Ooh. Question mark. But it's, they don't have to stand in opposition. The problem is your worldview. Mm. So the common scientific worldview, I won't say common like the... The atheist scientific worldview is, oh, it's only contained to the physical and this and this and that. And the lay people um, Christian worldview is, oh, it's only the spiritual that matters. Yeah. But I see how I said atheist and lay people because they're Christian scientists and they're even scientists of other faiths, not just Christians. Right. And then they're, they're Christian scientists too. So like, so those people, they come together. What do you mean lay people? Um, Lay means like not educated in that field so a lay person in regards to science would be someone who's not a scientist so who doesn't know about science that very much so like who is not skilled in whatever it's like a layman like when they say explain it so the layman can understand Mm. oh okay like in lay terms yeah okay that's the term so it's like it's the issue of worldview but you can look at it as because one of the first scientists that like of modern science. I'm not thinking like Plato and all of that. Those mm. were philosophers. I'm thinking modern science. The first modern scientists, most of them were Christians. Mm. Because for them, it was an issue of this spiritual God created the natural world. Mm. So we're going to study the natural world to better understand God. Oh. So it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a quest of studying science to disprove God's existence. No, for them and for me, it's a quest of I'm studying the world around me so I can better appreciate what my God created. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I mean? Yeah. And like you mentioned the Big Bang Theory. And for growing up for a long time, I would see like science was all the Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, well, I didn't explode <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. I'm like, that, that. Yeah. Somebody's playing with me. Mm-hmm. But now, actually, I like to say I'm a scientist, even though I don't have this degree yet. Yeah. But you know, I'm using the you scientific are. method. Mm-hmm. So I'm prophesying that degree Amen. and that MD. But 
doing science now, like studying science now and looking at the Big Bang Theory, because I am looking at it for my paper, they don't necessarily, they don't stand in opposition to each other. Right. Because fun fact that's probably gonna blow everyone's mind, the person who proposed the Big Bang Theory was a Catholic priest. Mm slash scientist and him proposing the big bang theory didn't be like oh my gosh my faith is a lie no he never stopped being a catholic priest and he mm-hmm. wasn't even a just sweet catholic priest and you know those, those were like strict people they were like yeah. into it and whatever and just Jesu- are actually like into education and all of that so like mm-hmm. in nigeria there's a big school called um, loyola jesuit school it was started by jesuits because jesuits are like into education as a way of like serving god too mm-hmm. And for him, the Big Bang Theory wasn't in opposition to God. Because the Big Bang Theory is... So, the universe, everything was, like, in one tiny particle. And it expands. Because scientists found that the universe is still expanding. Oh, wow. And it was expanding and expanding and expanding until it exploded. Yeah. And everything happened. And when it exploded, there was heat and there was fire and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to think of it this way. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Right. And then it says the spirit was moving over the waters. And God said, let there be light. Yeah. Now, he said, let there be light. And then it was the next day that he created the sun, the moon, and the stars. Yeah. So if he said, let there be light, then what kind of light was that if there was no sun, moon, and stars? Because mm-hmm. that's the only source of natural light that we know. Mm-hmm. And scientists believe that photons, which is just light particles, light is just photons. So, like, this room is filled with light. They're just photons everywhere. Mm. So, scientists believe that photons were in existence before the sun, moon, and the stars. And what did God do? He said, let there be light even before he created the sun, moon, and the stars. And if if this room is filled with darkness, like, at the very beginning, and God says, let light come into being, the only way light would be able to come into being is an explosion. Right. And what do scientists believe? Single particle, it was expanding and it exploded and gave matter all over the earth uh-huh. and formed the universe. So it's not that they're standing in opposition. It's the way we're looking at it. We're, we're looking at it as separate pieces instead of as... We're looking at separate pieces of one puzzle when it's actually pieces of the same puzzle. Wow. We're just not arranging the puzzle the right mm-hmm. way. Because mm-hmm. let's say, oh, let there be light. And there's no, there's no light in existence. There has to be an explosion. Yeah. Because... He hadn't created the sun, moon, and the stars yet. Yeah. And scientists believe that the photons in existence were from the Big Bang. Wow. So the Big Bang, what I believe was God saying, let there be light. There had to be an explosion for that light to come into existence. So science and faith don't actually stand. And I mean, when I say faith, I usually mean the Christian faith, except when I define faith as simply believing, which we might get into later, we might not. So science and the Christian faith do not stand in opposition to each other. They're just answering different parts of the same question. Faith answers why. Why does the universe exist? Because God created it. He wanted it to. Mm. Science answers how. Mm-hmm. How did it come into being? Okay, God said, let there be light. Okay, so how did the light come into being? Yeah. The Big Bang. So it's not different questions. It's the same question. Oh, what is The question is, what is the origin of the universe? Right. So faith answers why. Mm-hmm. Science answers how. Wow. But they're the same but question. Different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you for like saying it like that because 
Me, I'm the layman. <laughs> I'm the layman. You really put it in like lay terms for me to like understand that. And I, I really like that because I took an evolution class um, and the teacher was a Christian. So I asked him like one on one, like, like I asked him, does his faith ever contest with like whatever he is teaching? And he says sometimes because, you know, we were learning like we came from like whales to and they started having fins and then growing all this stuff. And then we came on land and stuff like that. So I was asking him his perspective and it brought this to my mind that like I like when you said let there be light. Like, who's to say that when God said, let there be light, like in our mind, we, it's spiritual. So it just, it just happens. But then it's like, we didn't see the H2O mixed with the O2 mixed with the, and I don't know which com- com- chemical compounds I'm mentioning, but like when he says, let there be water, let there be land, like he said it, but the science is how it came together. So I think the way you explained it is like really, really, really beautiful because there are often times that we kind of see the two different. And I mean, there are some, I think sometimes science scientific concepts and phenomenons that don't align with faith now i don't know if like these are like concrete but i think that's really good and it like brought me to like the song um you know so will i yes yes i love that song. song as a scientist i love that song girl okay i love it when uh, is it osby berry the way he's singing it says so will i okay okay let's not, <laughs> <laughs> let's not. <laughs> but so the lyrics one of the lyrics that he says is like god of creation there at the start before the beginning of time with no point of reference you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born and the vapor of your breath the planets form if the stars were made to worship so will i and so like i love the fact that he was able to tie in like there's one important um, lyric which one it's so here he says, so this is what I was saying. <laughs> okay, let me say it first. He says, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, mm. evolving in pursuit of what you said. Mm. So I can say, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. If it all reveals your nature, so alive. So, remember when I said, and y'all, I'm going to fact check myself. Okay. Because this isn't even about anyone coming from me. It's if I'm saying something, I want it to be true. Right. So, we're actually going to pull up Genesis. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you're a scientist for real. You're pulling up your evidence. <laughs> I got to set my sources. Okay. Um. Verse. Mm. okay good yes yes wonderful genesis chapter 1 verse 20 so remember when i said oh god created water um the animals in water first before he created the animals on land Mm -hmm. so verse genesis 1 verse 20 and god said let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may f- fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after wow. his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And evening and morning came on the fifth day. Anyway, verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind of cattle and whatever. Mm-hmm. And what do scientists believe? Life started in the water. Right. And what did God do here? He created 
animals in the water first before mm. he created animals on land. Right. So who's and scientists are like, okay, those animals came out of the water and this and this and that. And in this song, it says, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. Mm. So this isn't this isn't to knock down faith or knock down evolution. In this song, we see that faith and evolution are working together. Right. God said, let the waters produce this. It produces that. Then he said, let the land produce this. Right. And who's to say the w- creatures in the water, like scientists believe, didn't evolve mm-hmm. to become the creatures on land that God wanted. Mm-hmm. Because I, actually, I do not knock down evolution completely. Right. The only thing I knock down is the idea that oh be, um it was just conditions that made them come out right because if someone bites my arm who's to say my and this is me i know for any scientist who's listening out there this is me simplifying evolution down to a very small scale mm-hmm. because this is isn't how actually how evolution works right. evolution works over billions of years yeah. it's not just one thing but this is me condensing it down into something very simple which i know it's not but if to, if to say a lion bites my arm that doesn't mean Oh, my generation is gonna evolve to lo- to not have arms because right. it's an attractor to lions or something. Mm-hmm. And I know that's me simplifying evolution, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's how it works. I think it's God said, "Oh, you should become this, and then you become this." Mm-hmm. Like how the song says, the creatures were evolving in pursuit of what God said. They were evolving to become what God said. Right. So it wasn't a matter of them trying to be just being under pressure and just evolving on their own. Mm-hmm. I I feel it was God saying, "Do this. I want you to become this," and then they became right. this. So then, let me ask you this because, alongside the idea or the fact that like ev- evolution happens over billions of years, you know how like so there is this. I wish I knew the scientific terms. Ah, I'm, not, I'm not a science person, but like okay, so you know how they said like we started off as fish and then whales and then all of these things, and the Bible just clearly proved it, as you said. So you know how like the Bible also mentions that a thousand years is but a day, and, a, and a, but a day exactly. is a thousand years. Do you feel like that plays into the timelines of like how things were actually like formed? I I, I think so because first of all, when people start with like trees, oh like oh, but if God created trees on this day, then how come there are trees that are so many something years old? So when God said, oh let the earth bring forth trees, mm-hmm. it what well, He said trees. He didn't say seed. Mm. so it wasn't bringing forth a baby tree it wasn't a seed he didn't say let the earth bring forth seeds it said oh let um, vegetation and this cover the earth the tree had to be grown up okay so we we would only be checking like oh the physical age of the tree because scientists check like you can check the age of your tree shout out to dr adams my botany teacher (laughs) but you can check the age of the tree by the branches on the tree because there will be bud scars at each point for at the end of each year's growth so you can actually check how many years old the tree is at least from like the by the branches alone because it would have taken time for it to become big and all of that but you can check all of that but the first tree god created wasn't it was a day old in that sense but if we're going by scientific dating terms, by how mature it was, it wasn't a day old. It could mm-hmm. have been like 200 years old. Right. And I really like what you said about the day in God's sight being uh, like thousand years and yeah. vice versa. Because, oh, God and, and day and night and it was the first day. Yeah. But a thousand years in God's sight is a day. Yeah. It, it's a day. And a lot of people, um, 
I've heard people say this, and at first I said like, "Boy, that's hogwash." When they're like, "Oh, Je- um, the creation story, the Genesis creation story, the first one mm-hmm. was r- r- written as sort of like a poem, mm. so it wasn't completely literal." Mm. And I felt oh, like, "Boy, everything the Bible says is literal." Yeah, but when Jesus said, "Cut off your eye," he didn't mean like <laughs> he if didn't, it was literal. Uh, we would be walking around here blind. No it wasn't. Thanks. It wasn't literal. Yeah, and so it could have been that fact. Mm-hmm. It could have been that because if you actually look at the creation story in Genesis 1, yeah. it's, if you look at how it's written, it's actually written like a poem mm-hmm. because it repeats the same structure and right. the same words and it just fills in words. Oh, and on this day, God said, let there be this and this and this and this. The next thing, God said, let there be this and this and this. And it was day and night the first day. So it's actually it's structured like a right. poem and it's painting God as this transcendent being who's not confined to the universe, which is true. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have to really dig deep into it. You can't just take both science and faith mm-hmm. at face value because then you'll never be actually digging into either one of them. Right. So then how do you go about situations where like people embrace the universe as God or they're just like their universe brought me this or I'm one with the universe how do you approach that of when people see the universe as God rather than God, God being the God of the universe? I'm thinking for a second there so I can <laughs> formulate my answer. Take your time. Hmm. The first thing that comes off my head right off the bat is, oh, God created the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what I believe and what I understand. So I'm trying to think of a way to, to actually, like, why do I believe God created the universe besides for the fact that my Bible tells me so? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We can go back to how I said artists have trademarks. They have trade styles. They have they have styles that they right. use. So if you look at if you look at um if you look at our eyes, like you can Google similarities between us and the universe. Oh wow. And you will see let me let me actually Google it right now. Cause you know I'm about citing our sources. Yes, man, that's that APA is it APA? <laughs> it's not APA. Oh that's psychology. No, by using my 310. Okay. Yeah, but there's scientific notification. Okay, I'm an MLA girl. Ew. But yeah, I'm a MLA girl too. Um. Y'all, I'm Googling similarities between us and the universe. So. Okay, Google's correcting me. Good. Now, the Helix Nebula. Shut up. I wish y'all could see this picture. Shut up. This man. is the Helix Nebula. This is our eye. Wow. They look exactly the same. Oh, wow. What is so, a Helix Nebula? Let me Google it so I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it's funny that we're actually talking about this because when I was in, like, middle school, high school, I, I was one of the people that believed that, like, faith and science were so different. So, I was like, mm-hmm. I love God so much that I'm going to hate science. So, like, since then, like, I mentally clocked out of science. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really like it. And But it's now that I'm in college that I'm like, yo, they're actually more aligned. Yeah. So. so, the Helix Nebula is a planetary nebula lo- located in the constellation Aquarius. So, I'm guessing Sabi is going to ask me, what's a nebula? <laughs> yeah, like... <sighs> I love Google explaining something with the same word. Exactly. What is the? It is the. Uh, a nebula is a giant cloud of dust and gas in space. Okay. So if you go, so if you Google similarities between us and the universe, one of the first things you see is the helix nebula and right. the human eye. Mm-hmm. They look so similar. And then there's a double helix nebula. 
to wow. and the double helix for my scientists out there and people who are forced to take jstr 332 you know that's your <laughs> dna structure it's a double helix if you look at the universe itself like zoomed out right. like pictures of the universe is the same structure as a brain cell oh my God. it forms the same patterns now this you can be like oh then oh here's more so the death of a star, if you see how a, a star dies, yeah. it looks the same it looks the same as the birth of a cell when it's dividing wow. in mitosis or what, whatever. Let me not use yeah, let's not use Okay. Okay. It's like AP bio, but I feel Yeah, it's the it's the same thing. And this is what I was saying about trademarks. Right. Like the artist has a style. The artist's name is God. He has a style. Mm-hmm. And like my microbiome teacher would say, when nature finds a way of doing something, it's going to repeat it. Right. But my perspective on that is, it's not nature repeating itself. Mm-hmm. It's the artist who created nature saying, oh, this pattern is pretty. I'm going to use it here again, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use it in a different way. Wow. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like with people praising the universe, it's, there are powers in the universe. Yeah. Because powers exist. Powers exist. Um, and, and I'm not sure if the, yeah, I think this was in Daniel. I know it was Daniel's story, but I'm trying to remember if this part was written in Daniel itself. So Daniel had been praying for um, his people, for the country. Right. And he had been fasting and praying. And then God gives him a vision and an angel is speaking to him. And he says, oh, that the moment you prayed, I answered you and I sent you an answer. But the prince of Persia yeah. prevented me. And God had to send angel Michael to right. fight. Now, Persia is a place Mm -hmm. the prince of persia was the principality in control of that region right in control of persia Mm -hmm. so there's most likely a prince of berea there's most likely a prince of richmond Mm. a prince of kentucky a prince of the west prince of the this princess of this their powers in not i won't say in control because god is in control but that is your jurisdiction right their spiritual jurisdiction. That is their jurisdiction. So there are powers in the universe. Oh, you can do this and do the sage and do the this and the this and have the lucky numbers and put your tarot cards at the right time when the moon is this and mm-hmm. the and the stars have aligned and the blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying blah, blah, blah to mock. I'm just saying blah, blah, blah because I was running out of words. <laughs> just because I was not mocking anybody there. I just ran out of words. Uh-huh. And it could work. That's not because the universe is God. That's just because there are powers in the universe. Mm. And there are powers who are doing things in the universe. But all those powers still bow down to God. Amen. Because the Bible says all power belongs to God. Mm-hmm. It's God creates powerful creatures. Power creates power. Right. So like how human beings are powerful is because we're creating God's image. We're powerful. Mm. And there are powers in the universe that that do things right so when people oh it's not oh it's not all of that doesn't work i, I don't tell people that doesn't work no i know it works mm-hmm. i'm just saying it's not true mm. and not true is not the sense that oh it's not working it's a lie no it's a lie that that is the source of the power right. that it's a lie that that the universe is the source of the power no the powers that be in the universe get their power from god right because all the all the demons, everything, they were all angels. They're fallen angels. And angels have they do think they have powers. One angel, the Bible records King Kill, I think it said two hundred and seventy five or something people, because um the people of Israel were in trouble or something, and God sends just one angel mm-hmm. to um destroy all of their enemies. So I don't even need more than one angel. Like one wow. angel I don't have two hundred and seventy five enemies. Mm. At least I hope I don't. Right. But 
they're 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 powerful and the demons that exist are fallen angels and god didn't strip them of their power he only stripped them of their position Mm. he didn't take that power away from them so they're there in the universe convincing people oh the universe is god no Mm. the universe will bow down to god the universe Mm. bows down to god it bows down that's so significant because the bible says that the gifts are without repentance Mm -hmm. and so regardless of anybody like an angel or a person if god has already embedded the gifts that he's giving he's not going to take it back just because you're not with him Mm -hmm. so i find it interesting that a lot of people are like out here being like false prophets and stuff because the thing is they have the natural talent and the skill to do god's will but the only thing is they're not doing god's will Mm -hmm. so it's like god is not going to take it away and just be like oh because you're not doing this i'm gonna take your power like no he actually like gave it to you and you know if you come to him he's going to transform your life and you know you can use it for his will but i just find that interesting that like even demons, they still have the power that God gives. Like Satan, look at, let's say he was Lucifer as an angel and he was a minister of music, created beautiful music. Even though he was struck down and he became a fallen angel and became a demon that is the ruler of all these demons and all of these things, like he still makes music. Mm-hmm. And the thing that sucks is that it's good music. Because like, that, was his, that was his power. That's his gift. And another thing is... So Lucifer, which was his old name, and I use the word old because we shouldn't be calling the devil Lucifer anymore because mm-hmm. Lucifer means light bearer. It mm-hmm. means the one who carries light. And because that was his name, even though that's not the name we should be calling him anymore, God didn't take away that ability to look like light. Mm-hmm. He's no longer actually carrying God's light, right. but he can still make it look like he's carrying God's wow. light. And that's why he's out here confusing and deceiving people deceiving. because it looks like light. Because that was his first name, Seriously. light bear. Like if you Google, what does Lucifer mean? It means light carrier or mm-hmm. light um, shining something. It means yeah. the one who bears light. Wow. And so he's no God. Oh, he's no longer carrying God's light because right. he turned against God. But because that was his name, God didn't take away his ability to look like light. Yeah. You know, there's a chemical compound. Oh, I don't even know if it's a compound, but it's something called luciferase. Yeah, because um, the, um, Lucifer is Hebrew for. Let me Google it, y'all. I, I already googled this before, but <laughs> just, just you know, in case there's any scientists listening, I'm not slacking, y'all. So according to um, so the original Hebrew word Lucifer means shining one, light bear. Mm. So which is probably why there are comp. Yeah, there is a compound named um, I forgot the name. Is luciferase. It luciferase? Luciferous, I think it's Luciferous. Yeah, I find it to be interesting because it just it means light or something. Yeah, along those lines. So when yeah. people say, "Oh, they think it's about the devil," no, Lucifer means light bearer. Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I I came across this Instagram page the other day, and it was a guy who makes music to like educate you about spiritual principles. But the thing is, like at the end of the day, he was like, "That's why I don't follow Jesus because Jesus was a man-made thing." And da 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 da. And like at the end, of, so there was one video that he was talking about um, uh, incubus and succubus spirits, and he was mentioning that these are like sex spirits that have you know intercourse with you when you're asleep, and that's what leads to wet dreams. So he was educating them about these spiritual principles, and at the end of the day, he was like, "It's why you got to keep your crystals and you have to charge them." And, and I said, "What in the world?" Because the thing is, like these are both part of mm. the darkness like mm-hmm. cri- like okay so my personal belief you're and using the, darkness to fight darkness and, and the bible like a house divided itself, a, a house divided amongst itself cannot stand but the thing is like how so are you using us. evil to combat evil but then i'm thinking like that has to be some form of deception because incubus and succubus spirits are definitely there mm-hmm. right and you're educating people to stay away or to be oh, like woke to things like that 
But then the thing about crystals too is like God has given like I believe that there are power in crystals. Like kind of what you said. I'm not gonna tell you that if you charge your crystals, and it's not gonna work. I believe that it probably does work. And the Bible mentions so many like beautiful things about crystals. Like mm-hmm. heaven know, is deck is covered with crystals. Covered in crystals. But like my my thing is like we don't go to the crystals for power. Like we go to God for power. And He may have stored His energy or stored His presence within the crystals. But I don't I don't know how I feel about like christians using the crystals to like for protection or if they put like certain things together to like like create a spell that's when we tap into witchcraft like you're actually like combining certain things like you're mixing let's say rosemary and you're mixing i don't know maggie powder and you're doing that (laughs) you're doing that to protect yourself but it's like if you're doing that then what do you need god for whenever he says i'm your protector Mm -hmm. so like my i guess my question to you is knowing that like people use crystals and let's say crystals work like you kind of said like you mentioned that you're not going to knock down the power because it might work. I haven't tried it, so I don't know. But how do you feel about, like, people using crystals and, like, certain things like that? Is it a lesser evil? Is it not evil at all? Or, yeah, what do you think? I think anything that is taking the position of God in your life is evil. Mm-hmm. And someone be like, oh, but I'm a Christian and I use crystals. So it's not taking the place of God. No, it is. Because your God is your, your source of power. Mm-hmm. He's your source of power. And if you're going to crystals for protection or whatever, God is your protection. He said he will give your angels charge over you. He said his eyes run to and fro, protecting his loved ones. Mm-hmm. Like he, he wants to be your source. He wants to be your, your protection. He wants to be the power you depend on. And it's I'm not saying that crystals won't work. They work. If not, people, multiple hundred thousands of people wouldn't be using crystals. Right. It works. The same way selling your soul to the devil works. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not that, oh, is the devil actually God if I give him my soul and he can give me all this power? No, the devil is still the devil. But principles are principles. Mm-hmm. Spiritual principles are spiritual principles. Talk about it. So it's the universe will follow the spiritual principles. Mm-hmm. It's not just gonna follow natural laws, because scientists are gonna bring in the natural laws. It's right. not just gonna follow natural laws. It's also going to follow spiritual principles. Because the spirit and the physical work together. Right. To come, the physical cannot exist without the spiritual. And the spiritual needs a physical place to manifest. Right. So the physical. So with the, the whole crystal thing, they work. But they're not God. Mm-hmm. Because the power they have in them, is, isn't, it's not good. The Bible says all power belongs to God. Mm-hmm. The devil's power belongs to God. Mm-hmm. That is not to say, oh, God gave the devil the power so he could be evil. No. God created a beautiful angel who created beautiful music who then decided to turn against God. But because the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and the added no sorrow and the Lord does not take his gifts away. Mm -hmm. That's why someone can be speaking in tongues and still not have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because if you ask for it and he gives it to you, he's not going to take it away unless he needs to do that for you to come back. Mm -hmm. He's not going to do that. So they still have their power. But the thing is, at the mention of his name, every knee will bow and every mm-hmm. tongue will confess that he is Lord. They have to obey. They just have to. That's why all power belongs to God. That is why a Christian can command a demon to leave in Come the name on. of Jesus. Because it's not that the demon doesn't have power. It's because all power belongs to God. So if I'm standing in the, in the name of God and commanding the demon to leave, mm. I am commanding it in the name of Jesus. So it is Jesus that is commanding the demon to leave. And the demon has to obey the person who gave it power. Amen. 
Come on, you speak it. Oh my gosh, in the name of Jesus, like every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And I feel like that's such a strong statement because I I realized this and it's just like, sometimes we say, oh, I believe this and I believe this. And sometimes I wonder, what if we just took away that I believe and just say like, it is what it is. Like, like in America, I think it's different, especially in Berea. We have to embrace everybody of their beliefs and their traditions and their cultures and stuff like that. So then it's almost like we have to personalize our belief. But then sometimes I felt so limited because mm-hmm. it's, it like, is what me, it is. It's not like, that I believe it. It's, it, 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 it is, is. like, I, I. Your belief or unbelief in God will not change the fact that he's God. Yeah. I'm a woman. Sabrina believes, oh, or let's say I'm a black woman and Sabrina believes, nah, I, f- I feel, I feel, I, I strongly believe that you're a white woman and maybe you were just like tanned or whatever, <laughs> or I believe you're Afro-Latina. Let's say, let's say I'm Nigerian. Right. I know I'm, I know I'm Nigerian. And Sabrina's like, no, nah, the way you act, I I believe you're actually Afro-Latina. I, you should check where your an, your ancestors came from. Mm. But I know for a fact that I'm Nigerian. Yeah. Sabrina's belief that I'm actually Afro-Latina is not going to change the fact that I'm Nigerian. Exactly. If I'm a good person, whatever good means. If mm. I'm a nice person and someone who doesn't know me or someone who just knows a little about me believes oh she's so mean mm-hmm. she's walking down here thinking she's all that she's mm-hmm. so this and that that's fine whatever you believe about me doesn't it's not going to change who i am yeah. and it's the same with god like whether i believe or like one thing i i'm i think when i see people oh i don't believe in god yeah what if we just all stop believing in him we're going to take away that power i said oh god hey. your belief in god the he is God because he doesn't need you to mm. be God. Mm. He doesn't. He was God before he created the whole world. Mm. Like he didn't become God after he created the whole world. He was already God. He just wanted to create a world yeah. to, to love and that would love him. So like he doesn't need us to be God. Um, Jesus, Jesus said in the Bible, he said, oh, if you don't sing my praises, the yeah. rocks will cry out. Like he doesn't need us to be God. He doesn't need you to believe. Mm-hmm. You believing doesn't help him. It saves you from yeah. eternal damnation. Mm. So God pursuing you isn't a case of everyone must bow down to me. It's I know everyone will bow down yeah. to me. I just want you to do it out of choice. Mm. Because if you're doing it by force, that's because you're my enemy. So like when it says, Oh, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I've heard people go and say Lord of heaven Lord of hosts of heaven and of of earth and under the earth. Mm-hmm. Like we bow down to God. Demons bow down to God. Mm-hmm. We're doing it out of choice. Right. And they're doing it by force. Mm. Because everyone will bow down to God. Right. Because see how bright the sun is. Yeah. And then you see someone that created the sun. Mm-hmm. That person must be brighter than the sun for him to not be blinded by the sun. Right. So it's not even, even if it's not a case of spirituality, if you see a light that bright, you're going to shield yourself. Yeah. You're going to, so every, every knee must bow. Like right. it's, it's not debatable. Yeah. You, you must bow if you want to survive. Like, you cannot even physically stand of your yeah. own will. When the light came on Paul's way to Damascus, he fell. Hmm. Because he said it was noon. 
The sun is high. It is shining. It is blinding people, melting edges, removing edge control. <laughs> like it was doing all of that. And a light brighter than the noonday sun came. Mm. Oh God. Of course Paul went blind. <laughs> he had to he had to go blind. Yeah. It's every knee must bow and every tongue shall confess. And it's either you do it by choice mm. or you do it by force. Either way, you'll still do it. Mm. Even witches, they'll still do it. They'll still do it. The Bible says even demons believe in God. Come on. So don't say, oh, I believe in God and I do all of this. No. Faith without works is dead. Demons mm. believe in God. When um, Jesus um, went to the madman of the gatherings or whatever, Jesus didn't even, he didn't want to mm. talk to the demons. He didn't, he was going on his way, JJ. But that's the word that created them. The Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was the God. And the word created everything. And nothing in existence was created without him. Come on. And the demons that put the legion of demons, legion, thousands that possessed that man. The moment God entered the atmosphere, they, they, the Bible says that the madman went himself mm. to bow down to Jesus. Mm. And the legion said, what do you want with us? Jesus did not, he did not give them what, no wahalard. <laughs> no that's, that's, that's the motto of Jesus' life. No wahalard. It's the, <laughs> the demons in the madman that went there. Yeah. And they said, oh, what do you want with us, thou son of God? Mm. Before mankind even acknowledged Jesus as the son of God, the demons that were deceiving people to say Jesus was not the son of God were the same demons that called him the son of God. Because you cannot lie in God's presence. Come on. You cannot. You, you just cannot. Before... We're doing an inductive stu- um, study of Matthew at River of Life um, last year, and we noticed that the mo- they were on, it was on their way to um, the gatherings mm-hmm. because I had always read those stories as separate stories. Oh, the storm and he calms the storm and then he heals the madman. No, the Bible says the moment the mo- the Bible says as they entered the region of the gatherings, like as they neared closer, a storm came. Mm. The storm was not there before. It's because the enemy knew mm-hmm. that the Lord of hosts, the light of the universe mm-hmm. was on its way. And the enemy was saying, ah, you cannot make it, but you cannot stop the light. Mm-hmm. And when God made it, the enemies, them, the, the, the demons themselves went to bow down. Jesus did not, he had not even mentioned his name. Was in at the mention of his, he had not, he had, he just stepped on the scene and the demons bowed by force. Mm. It was by force. And said, oh, don't, don't, don't send us to hell. Send us to heaven. So even the demons were scared to go to hell, which wow. they know they were going to go to. So it's, it's by, it's, everyone will bow to his name. Mm. It's a matter of bow by choice or bow by force. Some people are like, oh, if everyone's going to bow down, then isn't that narcissistic? Isn't that this? Oh, then I'm not going to, I'm going to take a stand. Okay, take a stand. Hey. When the light shines, you will still bow down. <laughs> You won't take a stand. You knee. Your knees will still give in. Yeah. Even if you are trying to will them to stand. Yeah. We're talking about power. Like, this is... is your, when explosions happen, what happens to people? The boom. Yeah. They fall back. Yeah. When explosions happen, even, even if it's not close to them, they, they crunch down. Yeah, if yeah. there's a tornado or something, they're telling you to, to protect yourself. Because and that's just a tornado. Mm. Now, imagine the person who's more powerful than a tornado. You're mm. just... You have to... When explosions happen, people don't stand still yeah. and they're being blown away and they're standing and they're moving back and they're moving back like Nigerian fake African magic bullets. They're not doing that. Yeah. The explosion happens and they go boom. Is it that you take the knee by choice before the explosion happens mm. or you do it by force and you perish with the explosion? Come on. So it's by choice or by force? <laughs> by force. <laughs> by force. Nice. Every knee must bow. By choice or by force. So... It's either you go to the source 
and be greater than the things that will buy by force. Go to the source and be in control of everything else. Let Come God on. be in control. Of, or you you serve the things he created. Come on. And because you're serving the things he created, when the creator walks in and those created things bow down, you ah, bow with them. Imagine. You bow with them because you're serving them. So you bow with them. Imagine. Ima- like, imagine you follow a de- like such a deception that when the time comes, the thing that has deceived you is even bowing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if anything, you would, you should trust in the thing that will stand no matter what. Mm-hmm. But no, nothing, nothing will stand when he's here. Like, like if you're following somebody and they tell you, oh, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and the life. The day they they bow, ah, you should just even be crying <laughs> because you that you're supposed to be standing, you're bowing, and I'm bowing with you to something that is greater. And I just I find it to be so beautiful because what you mentioned about like whenever the a man was filled with a legion and then he came to Jesus and said, oh, please don't send us into hell. Don't. It's like even angels were deceived by satan Mm -hmm. so to think that satan today is deceiving so many people Mm -hmm. like he he deceived angels like and these are like now like these angels don't even have the uh, these fallen angels don't even have the opportunity to like come into light because they made their decision you know god is saying okay you people you have your thing now wait until until the war happens and then boom Mm -hmm. like i think the conversation we had last week about um like the end times and the war that's gonna happen at the end it literally blew my mind because it's the fact that Satan is building an army of people who are deceived. And they're letting them know, like, you know, don't worry about Jesus. He's not real. What's a white man's religion? All these lies and all these, these deceptions. Yeah, Jesus fo- was a Jew. Oh, it, ah, even follow the universe. Uh, the universe is what gives you power. Follow this and this and this. Don't follow Christianity. It's it's a slave thing. It's a da 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 So all of these, like, lies that have been built up over the generations, it's like deceiving people. So then when the time comes and you're either on God's army or you're on the enemy's army, like, is the fact that I, I, I mean, you took me by surprise when you said like fire is gonna like come down on the scene to where there it's a it's a fixed fight. Mm-hmm. There is no war going on. Like even though everybody's ready for a battle. And oh, and there. for people who don't understand what that is, she's talking about in Revelation. So after the thousand years, and uh, we could actually find, it's in Revelation. I'm not sure if it's sixteen or something, but you can go through like towards the end of Revelation. So. After the devil is loosed, after a thousand years, he goes forth and deceives the nations one more time. And he gathers them and says, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to mm-hmm. knock God mm-hmm. off his throne once and for all. And the Bible says the moment they reach the camp of God's people, like that very moment, they don't even get a chance to fight. Fire just falls from heaven. And goes, Whoop, battle's Whoa. over before it started. Oh my, like imagine the devil say, say hoorah, hoorah, mm-hmm. say hoorah, mm-hmm. hoorah. And then boom. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that the enemy, the thing is, he knows what he is doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the fact it's that he's... It's a battle that he's lost it's already. It's a fixed fight. Like, there's a there's a song by Jabari Johnson, and it said, it's a fixed fight. Yeah, we already won. And, like, I used to sing that, and it would give me so much energy, mm-hmm. because no matter what I go through, it's already a fixed fight. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not bound to lose if I'm on the Lord's side. Mm-hmm. Who is on the Lord's side? I am on the Lord's side. Who is on the Lord's side? I am on the Lord's side. As we raise our voice and praise the, the enemies will bow. Seriously. So it's like when you are on the Lord's side, mm-hmm. no matter what you go through, like mm-hmm. you have this confidence that I'm struggling right now, but I'm not going mm-hmm. to end in defeat. Like mm-hmm. you are already victorious. So like, even if I'm struggling right now today, like I have hope for tomorrow mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it, it, it creates such a fire in me to educate people who mm-hmm. don't know about these things, who don't know about the thousand year war at the end, who are too scared to read revelations because yeah, your pastor has preached it to you in the past and they, they and said, you're 
going to hell. And now you... You're going to hell. Or even let me say, y'all going to hell. And so you have to read your Bible. Like, I hate the fact that so many people are, like, deceived by by church hurt or trauma that they don't even want to go back into their Bible. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's still going to happen. And I hate that they were influenced negatively. But it's like, go back into your word. Like, you have to go back and to know these things because otherwise, you will be on the other side of the fixed fight Mm -hmm. and you will lose. You don't want to be on the losing side of the fist fight. You don't want to be forced and thrusted on your knees by force. You want to do it by choice Mm -hmm. because literally every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I'm convinced that day when it comes, I'll do it with a smile on my face. Yes, and it's either you bow on you know how in the chapel in Draper there are pads on yeah. the kneeling um, spot. Yeah. So it's either you bow comfortably with mm, your knees cushioned, comfortable in front of the cross, you know, or you're forced to your face yeah. flat, and you get bruises and cuts, and you end up dying because man, that's it. I'm telling you, I'll be standing there, my legs will fold, and I will graciously <laughs> fall forward, just in slow motion. I'll be smiling like, ah, it's time. Ah, don't Seriously, as I'm going down. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm so blessed by this conversation, to be honest. Like, I never knew, like, faith and science could go so far. And, like, you talk, talking to a scientist, like, I'm very, like, business-minded, so I think very analytically. But to hear the way you're, like, citing your sources, the way you are, like, bringing in evolution, biology, and the Bible, like, it's so encouraging. And I want people out here who have never seen science and God in the same circle, I want them to know that they can shift their perspective and see that, like, God is the author of science. Mm-hmm. God is the one, is the creator, and science is explaining the creation. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any last words for our listeners? Uh, first of all, thank you for having me today. But to everyone who's listening and still has, like, thoughts and mm-hmm. questions, I want you to not just take what I'm saying and run with it. Right. I want you to do your own research, you know, because we're scientists. Scientists. I want you to do your own research. Like, look at different sources and include the Bible in your sources because you can't say, oh, I'm going to look at this um, um, discussion between faith and science, between Jesus and science without looking at Jesus. Mm. You can't exclude Jesus from the conversation about Jesus. Right. You can't do that. So I want you to look at it and look just look at the Bible and look at science, different scientific facts or things you're in question about. And look at it. Like, there are a lot more similarities than you think there are. Like, there, there are a lot more. And any differences you see it may not actually be differences. Like, scientists are very big on, oh, this, we're not saying what we're saying is true. Mm-hmm. We're just saying this is what we have now. Right. So who's to say what they have now won't change? Right. And it's, oh, it's, we don't prove anything right. We just say we haven't proved it wrong. Right. So, in that essence, you got to do your own research Come and on. be open. Like, Because one thing that helps is, you know, I was saying how growing up, I used to knock a lot of scientific things down, but not actually getting into it. I'm trying to be open. Right. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be open and, look, and looking at this. Remember, oh, God said this and this and this. And then science said, instead of just saying, oh, boy, you're stupid. Jesus mm-hmm. said this. It's no. They could actually be working together. Right. They could be. I, I want um everyone to start seeing things from that perspective. Just try to try to look at things like, oh, they could actually be working hand in hand. Right. Amen. And so I guess the last thing that I want to say is like, well, first of all, thank you. Like, oh my, I, I feel like I'm just gonna keep saying thank you because this has blessed me so much. And like the energy that was like put in me right now, I'm like on ten right now. <laughs> um, I just want to encourage those out there that like. 
if you've never had a conversation like this, like get into it, get into apologetics, get into like, there's so many resources for how you can see how God is operating in the science lab. Like mm-hmm. it goes deeper than what the science books are telling you. Mm-hmm. I also want to encourage you that if you have been hurt by the church in the past or these things in revelations confuse you, it's okay. <laughs> it confuses me too. <laughs> like too. I just learned about this last week and I've been like a Christian for so long. And so I want to encourage you to keep pushing, keep growing in your knowledge. The the, the Bible says to renew your mind. I'm like, what is it? Be transformed by the renewal Thank of your mind. Thank you. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind so don't feel like okay i just learned this this is it pure point blank it's not about your grandma told you it's not about your daddy told you actually go into the bible and read different different versions i highly recommend reading the msg which is the message version because it makes you just sound like you're talking to somebody on a regular occasion but i wouldn't just read it like that i'd probably cross-reference it with niv and kjv and different things like that Mm -hmm. so literally like study and get into it and the last thing i want to like there's a song that was on my heart when we were talking about like jesus and like him coming back is um you are god from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are god all by yourself you are god you are god from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are God all by yourself. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were blessed, bro. Like, literally, I hope you were blessed. And I hope you're ready for it next week. Because if you thought this was hot, next week is getting hotter. It's getting even hotter. How, how do Nigerians say hotter? Hotter. 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 Hey, hotter. Okay. I'm hotter than fire. <laughs> Hot on the fire. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you were blessed by this. This is Sab. And this is Ore. Signing out. Peace. Peace.